it was so hot i was sweating spice i've never sweated it before and so my my sweat was spicy and so i would i would i was dying in a in a las vegas hotel room and every time the cramps would hit i would just be like i it would like the kind of cramps would take you out of your chair where you fall to the ground and I'd be like in a pile of sweat on the ground dying. And then that spice would be sweaty. And then it would leave me alone for 15 minutes and then back on. And then that was the next 36 hours of my life. Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. And I'm Zach. Today we're talking with Brian Ams. Hi, Brian. Hey, how are you guys? Welcome good. to the shit show. Thank yeah. you very much for having me. I think I'm your, I, I swear to you, I'm your biggest fan of this show. I listen religiously. Yes, that's awesome. That makes me happy, actually. I uh, To be <laughs> to be honest, I didn't think I was ever going to care about the Hot Sauce podcast. And then I listened to yours. And I'm not just saying it because I'm on it right now, but I genuinely love this show. And I've listened to every episode. It's a beautiful dynamic between Zach and me. <laughs> you guys great, you've had some great guests. Too. You guys know you guys are, are, are fantastic together, but you guys have like really nailed picking the guests too. Yeah, you know, we've had uh I, I've we've gotten really lucky and it's been a lot of fun. I think we could talk to anybody though, and anybody that's interested in hot sauce, it's the dynamic is interesting because uh, as I've said before, I'm kind of removed regionally and I'm not in the hot sauce loop like a lot of people are. Sure. Zach is, and then mm -hmm. usually anybody else we have in in most cases is even either further removed or is in it and has something to give with zach um so it really works out well yeah this is like christmas morning for me i'll talk about hot sauce all day long every day <laughs> so i am very much so looking forward to this conversation what of the, the what got you into hot sauce and spicy oh food? god dude that's like one of the hardest questions i don't know like i i can't like pick a moment in my life that like that like i'm from buffalo new york like i was originally that's where i'm that's where i was born you know so like i grew up around like my dad was a huge chicken wings guy so like i grew up around like those buffalo wings in my, yeah. my whole life you know like frank's red hot like that's probably like the sauce that's been in my house my whole life you know yep. so I'm just it's just always been a part of my life. But then I got more passionate about it more more recently since then. But I mean, it just have to, I was just raised on, you know, spicy food and things like that. And you started your channel six years ago, am I correct? I had to look back. 2017 was like the first like legitimate video. It was the, the Pocky One Chip one Challenge chip, yeah. with yeah, like I a slice of Reaper on it. Was like the first video that I, I filmed with intent. With, and, with Andy. Um, yeah, with Andy. And that was just like, uh, I just filmed it because I thought it would be funny. Like, I wasn't like trying to start like a spicy food channel or anything. I'm just like, all of my friends were making YouTube videos. And I was like, literally the only person who didn't have a YouTube channel. So I was like, I should probably do something here. And so I was like, what do I like? I was like, I like spicy food. And the, like, I think the Pocky One Chip Challenge just came out. And we got really lucky on that one because we should have like cramped really hard or should have had a really bad time. And but we like miraculously got out on pretty unscathed for that because that thing is like gut bomb. Well, you look like you ate a because I just watched it. Uh, you look like you, you ate a whole pint of ice cream right there. I think that might have helped. Definitely, that was definitely my go-to at the very at the beginning of my channel. That was definitely yeah. the go-to, and that did help. It's been a while since I watched that video. I forgot I used to do that all the time. Yeah. It was almost an ice cream channel. I know, right? <laughs> Practically. How did you and Zach come together to make that your hot sauces and talk I about was, them a little bit? Oh, we we skipped something here, buddy. Oh, did we? Yeah. Tell us about oh. the, skate, the skateboarding oh, yeah. business. We can talk about skateboarding for sure. Uh, right. Okay, so, that's another that's another passion of yours, correct? I I have like five jobs that I do, 
and the skateboard companies are definitely one of them. And that's kind of like the precursor precursor for uh, how I started my YouTube channel. So uh, Andy Chirac, my my business partner, he's got a massive, multiple massive channels. I think it, so he's got 5.5 million subscribers on his main channel. And then we had, he's got his uh, channel he does with his son. That's got like over 2 million subscribers. And so years and years ago, this is like back in 2011, I think is when we actually started revenge skateboards at the time. And he was selling skateboards or he was making all his YouTube channel, YouTube videos about skateboarding and funny skits. And kids were like, you should make some skateboards. And so he did the thing where, you know, like, you know, bought 50 skateboards, sold them, bought 100, sold them, bought 150 and just kind of went on that route. And then eventually it got to a point where he needed some help. And I grew up with the guy and I've known him my whole life. And so he's like, hey, Brian, will you come and help me like run this company? And so I helped him out. And then we like actually had to like get legit, you know, like actually get like an LLC and like make a like an actual company. And like trademark things. And then we learned that like revenge skateboards, we couldn't trademark it because there was a conflict there. So we had to change the name to revive skateboards. Uh, So we did that in 2013. Uh, So we just had our 10 year anniversary. And then we've got a couple other companies. We launched Force Wheels and Three Block Skateboards. And then we've got a line of children's clothing that that, uh, kids get really excited about. And that's awesome. So. Yeah, you do wear a lot more hats than I was aware of. Yeah. And then I was a professional photographer in a formal life. So I've got a degree. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a degree in photography. So I like, thankfully, I think I'm very thankful for that because photography is very expensive. And uh, so I can, I do all the photography in house for everything. So I do that. So the popularity of all the YouTube stuff basically was like, uh, I didn't want to like miss the boat on, on YouTube and, and uh, making videos. And I just kind of fell into the hot sauce world. And it's like one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. I actually, I saw a few of your videos where you are leaning more in the photography area and I really liked them a lot. So if you do more. Yeah. The very, in the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. I, went, I was just, I was kind of just trying to find my niche and kind of see what people were excited about and things, you know, so I was just kind of like throwing all my interests at the board and then kind of seeing what could stick and, you know, production and costs and all that kind of stuff. And what could I physically uh, produce that would make sense? You know, it's funny. I've got no background in that at all, but I will watch those videos, the photography videos on YouTube, Mm -hmm. like while I'm working Mm -hmm. all day long. (laughs) Have you seen... Have you seen Brian's video? Was it a day on the lines or whatever? Oh, day on the lines. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think Dude, I have. You should go. It's on his hot sauce channel, oddly enough. But yeah, it's just him doing a 26.2 mile trek. No, that was a, that was a 61 mile trek. Oh, six, sorry. 61 mile trek. Yeah. Wow. In a, in a, in a, in a different, different side of, of me, uh, like if anything is skateboarders and people that really enjoy hot spicy food we're all a bunch of freaking weirdos you know and so i've got a lot of stress and anxiety in my life and so i use ultra running as a gigantic outlet so i do like crazy like 100 mile runs and with insane elevation stuff like all the time oh my gosh that stuff so i did something with no training similar um back in 2011 okay I was in college and we did uh, a protest march. It was 107 miles in four days. Awesome. So with no training, we were doing like 25 20 to 27 miles a day. And that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's super, super hard. In the uh, middle of February in Massachusetts, man. Oh, 
Yeah, uh, basically, the, the the dumber the run possible is the thing that really interests me. And the longer that I can be out. <laughs> That's so awesome. Brian has been to Tucson twice now to film the bottling of some products. Yeah. Both times, less than 24-hour trips, I drop him off at the hotel, and this crazy bastard is up at 3 o'clock in the morning out running in Tucson before I pick him up to go yeah. bottle sauce. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. You know... You uh, you should pick up my and he was just not that far away. Uh, Mishka, my buddy Mishka Chubali, you'd uh, really like his to pick. Check out his books. I will. Yeah, Absolutely. he he got I sober. Think I have I have a book I can send you. One hundred. Yeah. yeah, please do. Please yeah, do. he does. He's got one called The Long Run. Uh, it's uh, he got sober through running. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. He's a good dude. I uh just got. I had like I had high blood pressure um that i didn't know like undiagnosed high blood pressure it's family thing and um so i um i quit drinking in january to do this run that was in march and my blood pressure went way down and i talked to my doctor about it and she's like you should probably just stop doing that so i quit drinking too so i'm also a little little sober bot guy so 10 months oh wow yeah awesome you you want to you want to go down memory lane brian and tell we can go down memory lane you you can uh, you you can probably know the story better than i do of how we met because uh so this is how it's gonna go i'll start at the kind of I'll attempt to start at the beginning and you can fill all the holes in it because Zach has got a way better memory than me. So I believe that Zach basically just sent me product to try to, to, to do a review. And Zach honestly doesn't send, I don't think he sends a ton of product to a bunch of like YouTube people and whatnot. No, I don't. <laughs> so I was wondering, I, I don't know how Zach ever found my channel or whatnot, but he sent me some sauce and I did a video and it was kind of one of these things where we started talking like probably via Instagram and he just never left me alone. <laughs> and it became like like Instagram friends basically where he would just like like sometimes like somebody will send me some sauce and like we'll talk about the video and you know did I miss anything did I screw something up like I hope I did this the, the sauce justice and it was like uh the things that you know I hit the points that you feel are what your sauce represents and normally they end the conversation ends there and then with Zach it just that just never stopped and he just kept on talking to me <laughs> and That's and like we that. basically became and we became friends and then when my father passed away he like wanted to make this benefit set to, for my father and like me and Zach did not know each other very well he was just doing this out of the kindness of his heart and ever since then we Zach and I have been much closer since that that oh, went down oh i bet yeah and that is that explains Zach right there yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, he's done that like up like a, a million times over since then. You know, yeah. I'm like damn Zach, you were just killing it with kindness, man. Hey, man, I haven't always not that I'm in a position to be helping everybody, but you know, if this benefit set that we release every year can help somebody else, then I'm gonna do it. Like this yeah. year, good juju, so, good juju, man. You know, so there's a a member of the spicy community. His wife was just diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer, and this year's benefit set is going to help them. That's amazing. That's, That's great. I like doing benefit sauces. We've done a couple now. We we do one every year for the Trevor Project, and then we also did one for Fair Idaho during COVID. Um, and I'd like to bring that one back at some point. But Fair Idaho, they take care of like restaurants and restaurant people agriculture and just basically as an advocate for the restaurant and and agriculture in idaho and great. We really needed it man bad yeah i i was i worked in the restaurant industry for a very very long time so yeah i understand can you imagine it during covid oh man no it was i can't, just I, can't so I can't fathom it i was out of the industry when covid hit i can't even fathom yeah i would go in because we bottle at a restaurant i would go in and just would be this 
restaurant that was busy all the time was just a ghost town because nobody could come in and it was yeah. they were doing business out of the front door you know just for people to go and that was it it was just wild craziness absolute yeah. craziness yeah so what made you decide to want to make a hot sauce with high desert I didn't want to make a hot sauce. And I told you that I told a lot of people that many times I had no interest in ever making a hot sauce. Cause I always thought there was going to be a conflict of interest for my, uh, for my YouTube channel, uh-huh. you know, like slinging sauce and then reviewing sauce simultaneously. This there's, there's definitely a conflict there. So that's why whenever I do one of Zach's sauces, I always say in the very beginning of the video, I just want like, I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm going to give you my, my honest opinion, but at the same time, I want to let you know that high desert makes my sauce. And so I want people to understand that there is a little bit of a relationship there. So I I mean, like a couple of people before Zach had approached me, nothing serious, but they were like, hey, if you ever want to make a sauce, you know, you hit me up, let me know, we can do that. And then it's just one of those things where like Zach never left me alone. And then I love his sauce. His sauce is delicious. <laughs> and he never, yeah. he doesn't put any, any fucking garbage in his sauce. Like yeah. the ingredient lists are super clean and I love the sauces. And so we were talking one day and maybe I was just feeling frisky that day or whatever but i was like hey man if you want to make a sauce we can do this but i want it to be like very specific and it's got to have all of the things that i love in sauce in one bottle and so if i just give you like six or seven ingredients and then i tell you what what i want it to be like and then you can build the rest then uh like then we can do this and so i gave him like the ingredients that like these have to be in the sauce and I want it to be a taco sauce and I want it to have be around this heat scale. Then if we can figure this out, then absolutely. And then he may goes to saffron and that's a great and, sauce. And thankfully people have really enjoyed it. So yeah. um, really, really great sauce. Uh, it's, I I mean, I agree, but it's, but I agree because it, it's built for me because um, it just has everything that I love in sauce in one bottle basically. Yeah. So uh, it's a very specific, uh, very personal sauce to me. And I'm just, Happy that everybody else likes it too. I've got it in my kitchen. I can't do it as for our show and tell though. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. How, how long did you have to bother me about this fucking mole before I finally agreed <laughs> to do it? I just kept bringing it up every once in a while. That's a hard one because like, you know how many people have said like, I don't even know what mole was. And then I had it and I love this sauce. And that, and that, I mean, there is a reason why I wanted to make Ghost of Saffron a taco sauce is because everybody loves tacos. And it's, and I knew that it was going to, it was going to sell well, you know, and because people love tacos. And if, if you make a really, a, 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 a brand, like a sauce that's branded towards something that everybody loves and you put really good ingredients in it, it's going to do well. And so I was terrified to make a mole because nobody knows what a fucking mole is. Like no one knows what the sauce, what the style of sauce is. And it's such a specific sauce and it's kind of bitter and it's super complex and it's hyper savory for the most part. And we're going to, and I was like, we're going to put coffee in it, making it even like more bitter, more savory. So it's like, it's a very, very niche sauce, but it's, but it's like my favorite thing in the world. And so I just kind of, you know, was hoping that we could make it and toss it out there and people are going to really enjoy it. And the people that have gotten it have really liked it, I think. And, and Zach did a really good job with it. He so did, I'm very, I'm, I'm proud of the sauce, but I, but that was basically Ghost of Saffron. I had a lot of input on the stuff that I wanted to have in it on cafe mole that is almost 100 percent zach other than the heat level the consistency the look of it and the addition to coffee and how that balance works the rest of the ingredients it's all zach basically. i love the smell of it when as soon as yeah. you open it you smell the chocolate yeah yeah absolutely it's like oh 
And we both have a, you know, or we have a black coffee mole, which you've mm -hmm. reviewed, I think. Um, yeah. And I like that we went more coffee and he went more on the chocolate. Mm -hmm. uh, so we leaned way in on the coffee. And it's so we, it's, we were just talking about this uh, on the last podcast, but it's two takes on the same thing. And I love them both for completely different reasons. It's great. Yeah. There's only, there's um, a, a couple of good ones out there. Uh, Hole Mole that Karma used to do. So before we get off of moles, I need to tell you, I'll be sending now, this is not very hot and I know you like a lot of heat, but I'm going to be sending this to you um, uh, along with a set. Is that the green mole? It's the green it mole. It is the green yeah. mole. I, I have the green mole. That's oh, the that's one right. One you, you ordered one, didn't you? Yeah, I bought it. Uh, that I'm doing a video. It's going to come out next Sunday. Oh, that's not going to, it's already almost sold out. <laughs> I know, but that's but I got right. two other I got two other sauces that are going to be in it, so it's going to be a three part video. Um, awesome. Well, we've we've got a four pack of premium sauces coming out, and I was going to send you. I've got a set number of people I'm sending one of those to, oh, cool. and so you'll get that. But all of those sauces are going to be sold out probably before. I'm only doing 50 of those premium packs. It's what it is, man. Yeah. If I send something to you, it's not for a review. It's just uh, unless you want to, it's more for. I I, I mean, I, I genuinely really enjoy your sauces. So I, I would probably taste them in a video live. So. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, what is, in your opinion, the most important element of a hot sauce review? That is a super hard question. It um, is. I think so. I don't even like, I'm almost okay with calling myself a reviewer now. Um, Almost. I've always called them just like hot sauce videos. Like I don't like, I think when you say the word reviewer, there's a sense of professionalism or a sense of like uh certificate, like certification that would come with that. You know, like I have no certifications. I'm just a guy with no background at all, eating sauce on the internet, giving their opinions, you know, like I'm not classically trained in any of them. And so I look at it is that if this sauce has been created, that it's been created because somebody actually enjoys that sauce and they made that recipe because they like it. So I try not to like completely come down. If I don't like a sauce, um, it generally comes across in the, in the video that I generally will not say negative things about the sauce, but I will focus on positivities in the sauce that I find. Or if I really enjoy the sauce, you'll really know that I enjoy the sauce. Like I'd like I'll like chug out of the bottle if I if I really yeah. like it. It's normally pretty obvious if I'm like the sauce is okay or the sauce is not bad. But I don't crap or shit on a bit on a sauce because there is a level of enjoyment, generally speaking, from somebody out there at least. But I think our job or my job is just to tell people what the sauce is like, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, and articulate what that experience. Of that sauce is in the most concise and entertaining way possible so that's what i try to do in every video because if i don't like it somebody else is going to love it and if i love it somebody else is going to hate it and so it's not necessarily my opinion to say that i love every sauce or i hate every sauce or whatever it's just to give you the information and then you can make a judgment call yourself if it's a sauce that has ingredients that sound good to you yeah. And so if i can make the, the like the dictionary definition of what this sauce is visually and verbally like that is kind of what I'm trying to go after in the most entertaining and high quality way possible, basically. I love that you, when you do your reviews, you include consistency of the sauce, things like that, that a lot of people don't. Um, they, they don't talk about, you know, what a sauce looks like when it's coming out. They don't get a close up of the sauce. Things consistency like that. I love is that you do that. Super important to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like from a, from a personal, like a personal level, like sauces that I enjoy, like that's like one of the defining characteristics of what I look for in a sauce. If I'm, if I'm personally going to be eating it. Yeah, me too. The, the consistency of our sauces have uh, evolved over the years due to Brian's reviews. Oh, that's nice. 
Your reviews have influenced us, first of all, the size of the bottle. So it says a hot sauce uh, inspired by the unique flavor of green mole and combination of roasted tomatillos, blah, 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 goes on and on. I didn't have any of that. We only had our mission statement on the bottles. You mentioned it every time you reviewed, and now we've added it to all of our eight ounce bottles. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, consistency um, is extraordinarily important. And uh, there's a lot of things that I think that should be on like hot sauce labels. When someone picks up a bottle for the first time, you should know everything you need to know about it just by looking around it. And there's yes. so many times where I've like tasted a sauce or I'm like, I wish that this information would have been on there. You know, you have to have like uh, inside the book jacket of a book. You got to hit those points just to let people know what they're getting themselves into. Basically, it's hard. Know? It's a hard thing to do because uh, mm -hmm. we, we still don't do it on our five ounce bottles only because the real estate on there, as soon as you start filling it up with more stuff. Oh, I know. And you have to have all the contact information on there. You know, just you want them to come to your website. You you don't want to have to have them walking around with your card all the time. So you got to make that clear and you got to make this clear. And it, it becomes very difficult. So it's hard. It's as hard. soon as we made the move to eight ounce, I was like, we got room. We're doing it. And yeah. uh, thank goodness AI started right then. So I started asking AI to help me describe them. I gave some <laughs> extra words. Because <laughs> you That's keep amazing. saying the same thing over and over when you're starting to describe these things it's like man what other word is there for savory you know <laughs> amazing. I, I use uh the thesaurus a lot <laughs> writing descriptions i will put all the ingredients in it and say uh chat gpt describe this sauce and it'll describe it and then once it describes it i go through and change everything but it's given me like the the blueprint like okay that's bullshit and that doesn't yeah. work but I'm afraid of AI, so I'll just do <laughs> it idea. the hard way. It's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I'm really happy to see at least the last couple of videos I've noticed that you've been tasting the sauce before. Yeah. Uh, that, Zach told me that that was your recommendation. And then I heard it in a podcast when that podcast came out. And so I'm playing with it right now because I have to do this freaking dance back and forth. At the end of the day, I have to make entertaining videos. Yeah, absolutely. Because because it does no it does no help for the industry or for me if nobody watches the stuff you know yeah. so and if it doesn't work like no hard feelings seriously yeah it so so I'm I'm like oh, let's do it backwards because that is the bet that is absolutely the best way to review something hundred yeah. percent because there's no outside influence and yeah. so I'm not influenced because I've read the ingredients first and it's actually terrifying because. When I'm doing it, I'm like, I can screw this up. And I'm supposed to be like this professional that knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And so and so there's all this room for error to be screwed up. I've only done it on two videos now, I think two, two or three. And thankfully, I haven't made any like huge laxes in judgment there. But it's <laughs> it's legit. I haven't looked at the ingredients on, on either of those. But I uh, I absolutely prefer it because it kind of makes you focus a little bit harder. And you're, you're searching more for the flavor profiles, the ingredients, and you're, you're paying attention to how the sauce feels in your mouth and the chew and the consistency yeah. and what kind of burn is going on and why could this burn be happening? I think further development of the palate can still happen. It's still hard to get some of those spices. Well, and one of the things that got it was um, you were reviewing actually our black coffee mole and we had the word and it's my fault. I actually changed it because of you again, uh, <laughs> the word ketchup on there. It actually isn't ketchup. What it is, is it's, it's our ketchup like we made it and but okay. because it's something we make that goes in several sauces we'll make it sure. put it aside and then put it in but i put the word ketchup on there and the other i was I said, gonna say that i i definitely did that video with my buddy justin then because yeah he, yeah. Because he hates ketchup could not even stand it from because yeah. when you read the ingredients he was like ketchup and it was 
off, but it was yep. like he's thinking Heinz. It's not yep. Heinz at all. Yep. That's absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely true. Absolutely true. I'm going to send you a bottle of art. We've got a bottle of ketchup. Uh, it's okay. a yeah. black, it's a uh, porcini mushroom, roasted red pepper, and tomato ketchup that I made. Absolutely incredible. I so, hate ketchup. I'm also <laughs> not a ketchup fan, and there is a bottle of that in our refrigerator. It's great to know. Um, yeah, because I like as I've been eating uh, eating more sauce over the years, I'm actually going away from ketchup too. Like hot sauce is now ketchup to me, you know. Yeah, and I'll just absolutely. go with a more of like a table sauce. It's a, like a little bit sweeter, and that's basically ketchup now. You know, yeah. so I'm, I look forward very much to trying it because you don't really get some like legit good ketchups, you know, very often. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, uh, in your opinion, worst hot sauce, like something that you've tried and you'll never go back to or purchase or? Yeah, I, I, I do. And it's kind of, it's nice because I can, I'm not going to say what the company is, but the company's no longer doing this, but it is because uh, he because after I made the video, the guy, the owner of the company joked with me, too. And uh, this is a long time ago. And it was like a like almost like a farmer's market sauce. Like it was a one off. I don't know if it ever like fully came to like commercial release. And this this company used to make so many sauces. He he, he probably had 150 sauces under their label. Oh, um, wow. Over the years, not all one time. But it was a it was a white sauce and had a thicker consistency. So you get the the gist of where that would what it kind of looks like <laughs> it was a uh, a bartlett pear sauce with extract in it and oh. it was kind of sweet and it was the most foul thing i've ever tasted in my life it was awful it was bad it was very very bad yeah that doesn't sound good at all yeah so yeah, it was about bartlett pear and extract and i'm so. not a fan of anything when you put extracts in there's a place for extracts and i don't think that every sauce that has extracts in it is bad but for the most part it doesn't really add anything but he, i agree with you you what need about, that extra flavor what about your favorite well maybe not favorite but what is the best hot sauce that you've if you can pinpoint or the most surprising that's an impossible question, but I, I did see that one coming. And so after I do videos, the sauce really blows me away. It immediately goes to this little refrigerator that sits next to my desk. And that's what I'm going to be eating on the daily basis. So I'm just going to grab like four bottles out of this refrigerator real quick. And I'll oh, continue, maybe can break down. Uh, let's see what I got here. It's all currently Ghost of Saffron and Cafe. There's actually, there's two bottles of Cafe Mole and Ghostly Crick in there. But <laughs> uh, so what do we got here? So this is Gun Loves Gold. This is from Hologi. This is a sweeter sauce. It's like a passion fruit sauce. I got to try some uh, of their stuff. The Blister Shishito Garlic Sauce. This is new on the new hot ones. This is outrageously mild. It's basically like a salad dressing. Guava Nero by Revolutionary. And uh, Hot Llamas. This is like a hot tamale. This is like um, like a tikka masala kind of sauce. Kind of similar to uh, similar to yours, Zach. But different. Awesome. Can you, see the look on my, can you see the look on my face? Right <laughs> <now>? <laughs> yes, <I can>. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's a peach peanut whiskey ghost pepper sauce. It's, uh, it's super, super tasty. If you haven't had hot llamas, they, they do good stuff. They're from Covington right across the river from me. And oh, nice. have to they're check newer, really good. So, like I said, I can't tell you the best sauce. The best sauce is what works best with the meal that you're eating. I yeah. don't know. I tend to go for more flavor forward sauces. And I would, in my opinion, I would say like, honestly, more mild sauces, but because I'm a pretty liberal saucer. Right. So I use a lot of sauce on my meals. I'm not, you know, Thor's hammer's not going on every meal, but there's a time and place for everything. So what's your favorite pepper? Uh, I got a bunch. On the super hot side, I like ghost peppers the most for sure. I also like chocolate bootlas. 
Um, on the super hot side, on the more mild side, I love scotch bonnets and um, lemon drops are probably my favorite, like eating peppers and flavor peppers. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to heat, I like ghost peppers and I like chocolate bootlas. I think ghost is really, really good. I think for making hot sauce, the best pepper is the habanero, obviously, but just in general, the best pepper is ghost. That's why I said scotch bonnets. Scotch, I like the the combination of scotch bonnet and ghost pepper because they they burn so differently, and you can really play with the burn with those two because they attack in completely different places of the mouth. That's um, interesting. I'm actually working yeah, that, on a sauce right now with scotch bonnets, and I might add a little bit of ghost to that. Yeah, scotch bonnets are going to be all tongue. You know, like yeah. it's going to be that stabby stuff. And then the ghost pepper is going to be all back of the throat. But for me, it doesn't affect my stomach. And so yeah. I don't have to worry about like going too hard on ghosts and cramping or something like that. They they generally leave me alone. So, yeah, you can just kind of play with that ratio and get the burn that you're looking for. And it can, you know, be either be super complex or it can really hurt people depending on what you want to do. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. As Brian learned on Sunday. Well, whatever he filmed the video for Sunday. Oh, the Piri Piri sauce. Yeah. Yeah, that was Friday. I had a I had a rough Friday. <laughs> Two videos on Friday, and oh. I, got, I got I got beat up pretty good on Friday. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. We talked last night about it, Zach and I did, and I still haven't want, had a chance to watch it. I mean, he re- he gave it the same heat rating as the new Last Dab, so it's pretty Ooh, freaking hot. It's, awesome. It's hot. It's hot. It's uh, it's too hot in my opinion, but it's super hot. People are gonna love it. It'll, it'll sell. Yeah. But... No, I mean it is. You know how it is, man. You get those people. Nothing ever hot enough. So I know. Yeah, and you gotta... fu- and you you fulfilled that for them. They have that. <laughs> yeah. You just got to keep something like that in the repertoire. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. labels. I love labels, man. And one of my biggest disappointments is if it's a shitty sauce either way if it's a shitty sauce with a great label or a great sauce with a shitty label both both of them are not agree with you more yeah um Um, i'm a big fan of labels like you actually have some of the better some of the best labels i love yours thank you because yours are uh they're kind of like like organized chaos and and i I love that about them because there's like so much happening on them and but at the same time it has all the information you want thank you Um, so you got to find you got to find the ingredients. You got to find like the what the hell is the sauce I'm about to eat? Like what is the mission statement of the sauce? Uh, a heat rating is super important. I mean it can be accurate to your brand or whatever, but like just give me a little bit of insight on what I'm getting myself into if I'm going to be tasting it for the first time. Yeah. You know like I think that's super important. The four um, or five pepper thing, I like that with people do that. I don't do it, but a lot of people do. Yeah, you know, making sure it's in focus. Like having a printer that you can read the shit like is super. <laughs> that's like one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like when I'm trying to do a video and I'm looking at the sauce, like you know, I can't see what is it like because the label's so shitty that you can't read yeah. what's on it. Like I hate that. That drives me insane. I've had to like refer to like their website to get them like ingredients because they're so small, things like that. We actually just changed the style of our nutrition panel so that it's easier to read the ingredient list because, there you, go. you know, even though our ingredient lists aren't very long, it's just everything was so condensed. Absolutely. Couldn't and then so I, like, I also like uh, labels that stand out on a shelf, like kind of pay, paying attention to like, is this one wholesale account? Are they going to, are they going to carry the whole brand? Are they just going to carry one bottle? And what does it look like on the shelf? And so when you're walking past it, like, does it draw your eye to you? And so sauces that like really draw your eye, I think are super, super important. That was um, the hardest thing for us at the beginning. Cause I was insistent on, I didn't want to have the same label every time, but my wife got me to do, we call this the label plate or yeah. the logo, logo plate. I don't know what it really is called, but that's what we call it. The logo plate that helped distinguish each one along with, except our red eye, which we are discontinuing anyway. So oh, that's a good song. Uh, well, you're going to get a, 
Yeah, we're rebranding. It's a we're doing a okay. premium version. It's going to be called Queen of Pirates now. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'll get a bottle right. next week. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, da, 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 where are we at now? Hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I'm excited about this. So I'll talk to I'll, yeah. This one this would be good to talk out live because uh, all right, let's just get into it. And because I don't have I have opinions and not opinions simultaneously. So. Well, first of all, let's talk about the the sauce, the really expensive sauce that you bought. Oh, I didn't buy that. Send it to him, thankfully. I didn't buy that. I would oh. never. I would never in a million years pay that. Oh, that. good. I'm glad you didn't. That makes me much happier. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm actually wondering if the guy who owns it sent it to me and changed his name because I don't know who did it. It, it said like I can't. Remember, I honestly don't. I threw away the piece of paper, but. It, it got sent to me, went to my P.O. box, and it had like a, like, it was like a letter, like it said, like, you know, like, hey, my name is John or something like that. And I watch your videos and I was able to score a bottle of this. And here it is. And, oh. I was like, and at the time I was like, I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, because the packaging is pretty badass. Mm -hmm. And except um, for the uh, except for the fact that the one they sent you, the label was crooked as shit. I know. I know. <laughs> Drives me nuts. There's so many red flags immediately. I was terrified. Like I, I didn't want even want to eat it for like weeks be, until I could figure out a little bit more information. I'm like, is this a prank? I, I was like, I need to figure out who the who owns this, who made it, what it came from, what the hell is this? Like I had no, you, like you know nothing, and yeah. so yeah. no information, nothing on the website, no nutrition panel, no. I mean, he was texting me. He's like, do you know anything about this sauce? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I asked like uh, for the little hot sauce. I asked them. I posted in there. No one knew anything about it. The only thing I was able to find anywhere was on Reddit where somebody had posted something. And that's where that's where I learned like what it was. And then just recently I found out who made the sauce. Yeah, I, I just found that out too. That was a recent uh, revelation. Like somebody sent it, like maybe commented on the video or something. Yeah. And I was able to. It was, like, it was me. I trashed him on his YouTube channel. <laughs> well, I, I said, no, I, I sent that link. I sent that link to you. When yeah. I could... yeah, that's right. You did send me that link. Yeah. I, I sent you that link. <laughs> um, so I, I, I had learned about the the sauce olivia on the board um, i had learned about the sauce and what was in it and whatnot but i didn't know who like who owned it or who, where the what the backstory was but it's just unfortunate because he's asking a lot of money for a sauce that does not warrant anywhere near that it's like a four dollar it's a well-made habanero sauce but it's it's a four dollar sauce and yeah. a really nice package yeah and that's that kills me so zach and i are talking about doing a hundred dollar hot sauce i've it's mm -hmm. been a, something i've wanted to do for a while but i want to do a hundred dollar hot sauce that is worth a hundred dollars where the process and the ingredients warrant yeah. everything um, I, I i back it i'm interested in doing that sauce i've actually had thoughts of doing something like that even like when olivium came out i was like this would be really cool if you could do this and it actually warranted it i'm kind of at a loss in how you would make it and how it would what it would take to do it but if we can if if, uh, if a person came up the way to make it and it was and it had that value legitimately i think it could be an absolute showstopper and i've I would I be bet. very interested in it. We've both have come up with ingredients. Okay. But, but that we think will fit and at least a, a at least a, a basic set of ingredients. But what we haven't sure. come up with is I feel like there has to be a couple processes in there that also mm -hmm. warrant it. You can't just throw a bunch of in expensive ingredients together. You need to be able well, to throw in some processes. I don't sure. know if you're you have any capabilities of fire roasting anything, but I mean it's kind of like a high de desert signature. 
fire yeah. ingredients. I personally haven't lacto fermented anything, but I'm not opposed to attempting. So maybe we could do You're... some fermented ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah, both of those sound good. Since we're doing such a small batch, fire roasting is not that hard in a, on a small scale. And we're just you doing a small say batch. that, man. You say that. But... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I did work in a restaurant. We did fire roast things, but yeah. it's different when you're doing it. You know, you could just put it on a barbecue if you need to um, at, when you're doing a small batch. We're not talking think, about the I size the, batches we used we do now. <laughs> I think the bottle is going to have to be is going to have to be cool too. I'm not yeah. saying ex, I'm not saying expensive. Um, I don't I don't think it needs to be an expensive bottle, but I think it needs to be a different bottle. And it needs to be make sure it's not an annoying bottle. Um, so like, this you is have to be able to pick, pick it up and use it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of what I was thinking is because he wants to do a hundred dollar hot sauce, and I'm thinking like this is kind of where I think we're at with it. Like we're each going to have the same set of ingredients and make our own version of the sauce, and then sell it as a set. That's a great idea. I love that. It's love it's that basically too. like our moles, you know. I love, I love that. that. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. So would so the like each bottle's worth fifty bucks basically, yeah. and then the two together is worth a hundred. I think that's a great idea. You know, like the yin and yang version of it, like two completely different takes on it. Uh, hopefully, and I'm sure. I'm, I'm pretty be, sure they'll they'll be different. I, I mean, I, I, I can tell you right out the gate, Zach's going to go spicier and I'm going to go milder. <laughs> I, think it, and I think it needs to be like that. Yeah. You know, you want that kind of yin and yang kind yeah. of thing going on. You know, I think they should be, you know, kind of wildly different. But I think it's amazing to take the same ingredients or at least a, a portion of the same ingredients and then, you know, go your own separate ways. Well, no, it'll be pretty much the same ingredient list. Obviously, the order will change and, you know, yeah. like heat levels, will be, they'll be different 100 yeah. percent. We could do, I love talking about this on the podcast too. I, I We could do like different fruits to make it a little bit different. We've talked about a couple different fruits. We could possibly do that, but that's just something to throw out there. That's not like solid. I'm, 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 I'm more intrigued the more I learn about this. I'm you know, excited. Dark and light or whatever, you know, something. It's, it's kind of yeah. like the mole, man. He's been talking about this damn hundred dollar hot sauce for like six months. Dude. <laughs> I know. I listened, to, I listened to the podcast. You guys talk about it. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it's I been... Bugging me for three years. I just, it came into my head one day. I want to make a hundred dollar hot sauce, but I want to do it right. I love it. I love it. I just can't. It's just not. There's something missing. Even with the fire roasting, even with the fermentation, there's something else. There's there's another process, a more culinary influenced process that I'm missing that nobody's done. And I know it's just going to pop in there one day. Absolutely. It's going to be ready to rock. I love it. Absolutely love it. There we go. I mean, there's only so much you can do, and you know, when you're bottling hot sauce, man. Until somebody comes up with something new, and then you're like, "Holy shit!" And it's a whole different new thing, and it's like a change changes the world kind of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm I, mean I don't know what that is. I'm just I'm just spouting random shit, but that, I mean, that's I mean, that's what that's what happens. It's like yesterday we were talking about the different things to use because I use xanthan gum, but Zach doesn't. So I'm willing to change that, but I do want to have some sort of stabilizer. So we're looking at different stabilizers and mm -hmm. we're like, I'm like, so this sounds good, but I would do it in combination with this. And I bet you nobody's tried those two things together. We should try that. That's where the innovation comes. And that's where things like this drive mm -hmm. innovation. I love that. Yeah. Gotcha. A good stabilizer. I don't know if it works in hot sauce. Getting around, like I don't know. I'm just I eat the sauce. I generally don't make the sauce as much. Something I've been used I've been using recently to thicken things called uh, aquafaba. Have you used that? Never even heard. Not. I've heard of it and I've used it a little bit, but I have. I think I'm not sure it. people would be afraid of it because it sounds kind of weird. But it's um it's basically it's when you get canned chickpeas or canned 
canned beans. It's the juice yeah. from canned beans and it's a thickening agent. And so a lot of like vegan dishes use that instead of like a xanthan gum, even though the, I think xanthan gum is vegan, but it is. Um, instead of other it's for those anti-gum people <laughs> sure yeah. but um like i'm saying like aquafaba is you can't taste it and it's a great thickener and it works really well well the problem with it being a thickener is the thickener and a stabler are two different stabilizer are two different Correct. things and that's yeah. where i i worry because we've thickened things a few times when early mm -hmm. on and mm -hmm. it just separated <laughs> and then you get like this um... thick lump at the bottom and so i think a th like we'll use we're one of the few companies, I don't think of any other company that uses arrowroot. We use arrowroot in conjunction with xanthan gum because arrowroot doesn't get affected by acid as, as easily as most other thickeners. And I like to add just a little bit. It helps the pour. Okay. Good to know. The xanthan gum helps hold it up. See, these are the things that would be asked. I'd be, I'd be wanting to learn. The last question you've got is uh, that's would be something I'd want to learn in that question. We'll figure, we'll get there. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, all right. Do you want to ask? I, I'm changing this up. I'm totally changing it, Zach. It's You're not, totally changing it? How are you totally going to change this question? Because it's the same fucking question you've asked the last seven people. I, I changed it the last podcast and I'm changing it this podcast. It okay. is, what is your, first of all, we're, this is how we're going to change it. What is your death row meal? Oh, yeah. Okay, I like that. And what what fucking hot sauce are you putting on it? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Um, uh, all right. So death row meal would probably be gonna be some sort of taco situation. It's probably gonna be like brisket tacos or the carnitas taco that I get every time I see Zach. Like that's legitimately <laughs> like a last meal. Uh, yeah. Sonoran tortillas and some sort of taco situation. If it was a death row, I'm coming out. I'm coming out of retirement from drinking, so I'll probably have like a nice little IPA on the side of it if that's my last meal. Um, <laughs> now, what would the sauce be on it? That is the hardest question on it, the planet. And it can't be one of ours. I know, dude. I because <laughs> I know Ghost of Saffron is probably going on those tacos, but that's not the answer you get to give. I'm gonna go with a sauce. I can't. I'm trying to think of exactly what it's called. All right, so I'm gonna go with the sauce because I'm only saying this because this way I can't offend anybody because the sauce doesn't even exist. But a sauce. There's only been a couple sauces in my life where you've ever been like hanging out with friends or something like that. You're in conversation, you taste something. And then you're like, holy shit. And you like sit down your drink and you're like, what is that that I just ate? Because I need to learn immediately more about whatever that is. Oh, yeah. And that was like one of the first times Charman made a sauce. It was a seven pot honey sauce. Oh, um, yeah. The garlic honey. The garlic honey. It is yeah. so freaking delicious. He hasn't come to market with it. He's only ran, ran it a couple times and he gives it to friends and family. And yeah. it is so good. It's hot. It's sticky. It's got a great texture. It's a beautiful yeah. sauce. It's just oh. an absolutely beautiful sauce. They make some of the best sauces. There's been, there's been a few times I've had their sauces, and it's like revelation sauces for me. And Chris is such an amazing guy. He's like one of the like when my channel was so tiny. He's like one of the first hot sauce companies that like reached out and like sent me product out of nowhere. Like oh, when nice. I had like you know two thousand subscribers, and and I'm not going to do anything to help the guy at all. And he's like, and not only did he send me stuff, he sent me like an unbelievable amount of stuff he's like here's a case of sauce and two hats and a shirt like yeah. an unbelievable amount it's like the first time i ever got like product from anybody you know like and oh, i didn't fantastic. know anything what i was doing so he was like one of the very the, the very beginning like 
the first month of my channel or something. And we've always maintained like a good, like working relationship. He's an awesome, awesome dude. So yeah, I was literally just thinking about him yesterday. I haven't really seen him <clears throat> too much. Because he's not on social media. So he's hard to, he's hard to kind of talk to, you know? So <clears throat> is he, he somebody kind of, we could get on the podcast? Do you think? Probably. Yeah, for sure. I'd, sure. I'd recommend he's, he's awesome, dude. But uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. So his sauce, that's a good way of dancing around that question because it doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Do you like that question better, Zach? Uh, I mean, it's still an impossible question to answer. <laughs> it's not because it's a re- it could I mean, could be a real world scenario where it's your last meal. You could. Uh, be- I mean, it might be given the light of current situations. That's true. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Zach. So hot sauce, hot takes. I know you've got them. Uh I was thinking about that question. That's a uh, two things that I can, I guess I can say. And now I don't know, Spike. I don't know if you have one of those sauces. Uh, Zach kind of has one, but he doesn't have one. But I, I would die a happy man if I never saw another mango habanero sauce for the rest of my life. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so good on mango habanero. I understand yeah. that it's like it's like you, if you have a hot sauce company, you have to have a mango habanero. And if you're feeling fancy, you'll make a pineapple habanero or you know, whatever fruit you. Know? You know, I, like, I've got pineapple, mango, and banana. See, you, but you, at least you've got a little bit of a twist on it, and banana helps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. this is me getting as hot takey as I can possibly get. Um, I totally agree with you, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, it just, yeah, I mean, I just think that, okay, and it's not necessarily more of a hot take. It's more of like, uh, like a, it sounds weird to say this, but like a recommendation to hot sauce companies. It's such a saturated market now that you have to be just like, you have to, like everything's got to be so on point. Like your sauce has got to be delicious. Your labels have got to crush. Your branding's got to crush. Your marketing's got to crush. You got to be doing something so good if you're going to be able to make it right now. And imagine being at a hot sauce festival and you're a customer and you're walking up and you're trying to taste a, ha- a mango habanero and be like, I've had 92 of these already today. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not selling sauce, but like a mango habanero that's got banana in it or something like that. Like that is going to, that's different. That's something that's showing personality. Like you got to have personality to your sauce. Like Tim was talking about it uh, last week on your, on your podcast, like that little sound bite that you guys have been sharing all week talking oh, about yeah. the personality and the sauce I'm like i before you shared it i was gonna screen grab it and share it because i was like you are nailing this so hard right now <laughs> what makes a good sauce like you are crushing this his answer I, was one of the best answers i've ever heard oh my me. god and like i couldn't agree with you more like the second that i was like i was listening to my car and i'm like cheering him on as he's saying it i'm like you are <laughs> screaming that we should be screaming this from the mountains at all at all moments in time of like how yeah. a sauce to be made and then i guess my other second hot take would be that hot sauce isn't always the and I, i've been saying this for a long time and people don't watch these videos but hot sauce isn't always the way to go and a lot of times it's spicy seasonings and powders are the way to go um, yes and sometimes you don't want hot sauce at all right you know? yeah and I've been, I've done a lot of videos on like seasonings and powders and things like that. And people don't watch them and people don't buy them. And, you know, like powder on sushi for, to me is the way to go, you know? Oh, like, that's yeah. just like one, one example. And I think a lot it of times doesn't really sauce, change the flavor of the sushi too much. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I think that, and, and like, I'm saying this with love because I'm a huge hot sauce guy, but I think that sometimes that hot sauce can destroy the texture of the food that you're eating and it's not always the solution that's my that's my that's the closest thing to hot take i, I like that that's that's one of the best hot takes we've had especially because the hot sauce doesn't belong on everything i absolutely agree now yeah. does everything need to be spicy in my life yes. kind of but yeah. there's different well, ways you can do it recently we did that ketchup and we're gonna do a we've got a steak sauce coming out and oh, i've enjoyed doing a couple of sauces that don't have any heat it's been kind of nice 
Yeah. That's, that's been fun. Um, you know, it's like that challenge. I'm so used to putting heat in everything. You make yourself better when you challenge yourself with something else. Okay. How do I make something that doesn't have any heat in it and make it really good and make people want it and make it original. And that, that little challenge pushes me better on the hot sauce side. I'm able to make more nuances happen on that side too yeah i like you're not gonna do one without any heat zach uh what are you talking about we got fire roasted green that doesn't i was about to say fire roasted green i mean that (laughs) virtually has no heat um yeah my my wife loves that loves it so much that's a that's a so i mean i can that's a sauce i can literally use an entire bottle in a meal um easy Easy, not even trying. And you just I, put it right on top of home, just dump it on chips. Same, yep. and then, same like, with my untraditional mango habanero. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, it's got to it to mango, you know. Yeah, I could put the the, the fire roasted green right on an enchilada. Oh, all that as oh, the God. sauce. Yeah, it'd be great. Absolutely. I made a. I had. I made enchiladas for like fifteen people this weekend, and I made a verde for it, and. It, Zach's would have been so much better if I would have just had a case of it that I could just sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, you know? a gallon, a gallon of it because that's what it would have taken. Do you yeah. ever do that? Do you ever have you ever bottled yours in larger? Just an uh, off the cup. I get I get requests from Russ, but the way my process letters are written, it specifically states several size glass bottles. It doesn't say shit about plastic. So until I can get new process letters, I'm not even gonna fucking with it we do that we do it with in glass though we do we get the whiskey bottles and we do them in the whiskey bottles yeah Yeah. have you talked to like have you sold like have customers purchased those glass bottles yeah we just just to restaurants they'll want them for dishes we've got a couple like a place called rico's that does uh our uh pirates vacation the pineapple mango and banana uh they'll Um, do that on wings yeah, that, may, that makes sense from a commercial standpoint. Over the years, I've, I've received a few like like sauces in gallon form, and they're very hard to manage. Like using a gallon of sauce on like a lunch is really hard to physically use. Refilling a bottle is really hard to physically do. So I think it could work really well in like a commercial standpoint, but from a, for like a, a, a typical consumer, it sounds like a cool idea. But as soon as you get to like actually trying to do it, it's like, whoa. This is we did do unwieldy. wine bottles for a short time for like a Christmas that's a good thing. idea that's a good um, idea it was they were they were unwieldy and they sending them through the mail was like sending bricks through the mail you know glass <laughs> bricks it was ridiculous because if they broke it got ugly <laughs> so uh mild, yeah. uh mild sauces should be in larger bottles a lot of times i think too which yeah completely screws up like food costs and all kinds of i understand i get it you know it's, it's um, not so much food costs; it's, it's the glass cost because. Oh, what? I get it. And yeah, when I said food cost, I was, I was more referring to like the margin. It's because yeah. I get it. You know, like fire roasted green, like that shit. I mean, like I would love that in a larger, like like salad dressing style bottle. Uh-huh. You know, because I use a whole bottle on a meal. You know, yeah. and so it's just the nature, just the nature of the beast of the sauce. Yeah, it, it more than triples the cost of the glass, and that. Oh, I get it. Shipping's the friggin' issue because obviously you've seen how we ship things. Everything's designed to fit in other things to keep things from breaking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I totally understand it. I just, you just, I'm just giving opinions on things that aren't necessarily possible. Yeah, it's tough. It, it is I mean, tough, but it, I if our it. if if our storage situation was better by wasn't working out of a shared kitchen space and we had the storage it it could be a reality we just i just can't we will sell our sauces to restaurants locally for them to use we have quite a few and but sometimes we 
we don't have to bottle those any other way. We're doing it in a commercial kitchen so we can just walk it over to them. Yeah, there we go. That, there you that go. works really well. Small town living, man. That's it. Um, oh, we just got a new order. Hey, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's that buzzing? Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, hot sauce show and tell. I'm excited yeah. about this one. I am too. Brian's got so a, this is, a special one. This is my, so how's it work? It's I, I show and tell a sauce. Yeah. You yeah I mean, we all do, but we yeah. all do. We start with okay. you. I just, I, I didn't, I just realized that I've never had the original recipe ever uh, as well. So this is the old big fats 708. They're seven pot citrus hot sauce that apparently everybody thinks is like one of the best sauces ever made. And people freaked out when they went out of business and like we're trying to like find this sauce whenever possible when they went under. But uh, Heat Hot Sauce Shop is bought the rights to the, the recipe and they re-released it. And so here it is. And so I'm going to taste it for the first time. Oh, so never had it. Have you guys had this? No. no. OK, we're all three of us not, have not had it. Uh, but this is a sauce, at least for like in the for the love of hot sauce Facebook group. When they when when they stopped making this sauce, people lost their minds and we're trying to like find it everywhere. Apparently it's amazing. Let me read the ingredients real quick to see if we can figure out what it's supposed to taste like. So orange juice concentrate, onion water, pineapple juice concentrate, and then we're going Trinidad seven pots, and then garlic, pomegranate molasses, sea salt, coriander, cumin, uh, cinnamon, and white pepper. Oh, that is quite the ingredient list. So it says that we're going to get tangy citrus and then a burst of the seven pot. So it should be vinegar, sweet, and then a bunch of heat should come second. Can you hold uh, it up again real quick? I just want to see the color. I'm wondering, oh, that's why they went with the white pepper because they were trying to go with the color. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It'll ruin it's, your um, color. Like the uh, the thinner side of medium, I can say. It's kind of a smooth sauce. Like It's very well pureed. Yeah. And you can see little bits of the seven pot floating in there and then it's kind of those spices. So cheers, boys. Um, It's extremely good. Sweet. Did I say cinnamon? Yeah, cinnamon. So you get like, like sweet cinnamon. Uh, almost get, it reminds me of almost like oatmeal kind of flavors, you know, like a apple cinnamon oatmeal flavor kind of in the beginning of it with like sugar, molasses, and then just the smallest hit of vinegar. And then I would say it's like a medium sauce. Like I would say it's like um probably like a three on my heat scale. But so totally like a, this is like a, freaking like a five delicious. or six on a normal person's. This is so good. <laughs> super, I'm excited. Super good. I'm gonna order some right after the podcast. So good. Um, it's a sweeter sauce. Like I, I think you're gonna be going like like I would go pastries. I'd go breakfast. I'd go ice cream. I'd go like I said oatmeal. Like I, I'm going uh maybe like a pulled pork sandwich that kind of mm. thing. Like that kind of sweetness maybe like could be yeah. really tasty. That is a very good sauce. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. They got a, a nine out of 10 on their heat scale. Uh, this is not, <laughs> I don't care who you are. This is not a nine out of 10 on any. Really? I, and maybe if you've never had hot sauce before, like hard stop, but it's not that hot. It's hot, but it's it's not that. It's like a medium. It's, it's, it's the lower side of medium, I would say. Oh, awesome. And I, I mean, I did like a full, I did like a full probably tablespoon of it and it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. What'd you bring Zach? Today I got uh, high spice sriracha. Oh, that, yeah, I've got that on my coffee table focus, right now. Focus, focus, It's not going to focus. Uh, this that is, is an not, un unbelievably good sriracha. This is not the smoked. I did not care for the smoked. It was a little too smoky for me, but like salt, I am smoke sensitive. You are wrong, and I'm sorry. But that sauce, the smoked the smoked <laughs> sriracha is unbelievably delicious. The sriracha is good, This, but the smoked version of that is on a whole other level. Delicious. Uh. That's top three srirachas in my opinion. I've had Especially. that one. It's really good. It is really good. 
Yeah, uh, Zach's Charman and that one are probably the top three I've ever had. Well, that wasn't mine. That was a chef out of Phoenix that we just collaborated with. It was his recipe. I would like to do another run with it, but that sauce was, you think the mole was a pain in the ass. Got to roast the peppers, and then it goes through two different blending processes, and then we had to push it all through a chinois. Mm, Jesus. Yeah, fuck that. You just came up with the process that we need for our sauce. (laughs) You did. (laughs) That's what? exactly it. Yep. You just I'm not did. doing it. You're on fucking <laughs> But that's what I'm talking about. Like having to go the extra mile with the process, that will make the sauce perfect consistency. You, you know I'm face? right. Yeah, I know, but you know I'm right. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not pushing 20 gallons of sauce through a chinois, dude. I mean, eight gallons. We only did an eight-gallon batch, and that shit took the two of us like fucking hours. Let's do 10. I can't. What if I bought you a really good chinois? Top of the line. I still can't do 10. I have to run at least 20 gallons in that cabinet. Well, that's that's why there's two people making the sauce. You got one process, and you got to come up with an equally other badass process. There we go. Yeah, you push all that sauce through the chinois all you want. <laughs> that ma- that mouthfeel, man, that's going to be a that, silky smooth. Seriously, that'd be worth $100 right there. There you go. Here's the one I'm doing. Can you see it? Paul Maniker. Yeah. Moral revival. Yeah, this is a really good sauce. More mushrooms and sauce, in my opinion. Mushrooms and sauce need to be. Mm. That's a that's an ingredient. Yeah, oh, we're gosh. yep, one hundred percent. We were looking at them last night. My only complaint like about this it has more peppers, different peppers than I would like. I'd like to have that more distinct pepper flavor of, from one or two rather than three or four. So are you ta- are you tasting the peppers? Yeah, I so, can taste them. Um, but okay. uh, but. They've got like four, I think four or five. And what are the peppers? Uh, it is uh, habanero, Fresno, Scotch bonnet, and Savina. Oh, so, habanero with the my, yeah, with the exception of the Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just and I just feel like um, you get a little bit more when you have less. I would I'd love to be able to taste that Savina a little bit more. It, yeah, I'm wondering why they went with three different versions of kind of this in a in a, in a way the kind of the same pepper. But it's a very minor. Uh, complaint and I don't even call it a complaint I, I always when I make a meal for my wife instead of saying you know do you like that or do you don't it's it's uh hard for people to answer that I always say what would you change about this that's yeah. what I would change about it but that's it Every, everything I'm, else is perfect it's I'm, pre- I'm pretty so. sure Tim usually uh ferments his pepper blends as well before process so uh it kind of I think you're right flavors of those peppers a little bit yeah. and i think that's why he does it for me I generally, I generally don't like fermented sauces and i don't know why like i like kumbachas i like fermented things but for some reason like it's not like i dis i dislike all fermented hot sauce but a lot of fermented hot sauces like uh, i don't know what it does to the flavor but it's something that kind of takes it away for it for me for some reason and i'm not sure why i think people overdo it just like anything that they like where they'll overdo smoke or they'll overdo whatever they're they're doing they'll just put it a step too far because they're so into it yeah um, it just cha- it changes something about it that i just don't enjoy on uh as, as much sometimes it's not all the time but sometimes yeah I, I i can understand that and i actually think i agree okay um yeah I mean, and I, I like tim sauces but they're not like fermented to the point where they have to be refrigerated at all the time he then yeah. thermally processes oh I, I i i love tim sauces he's one of my my favorite makers like yeah. absolutely that uh which i is barely a hot sauce but the nopales sauce is <laughs> oh my god i keep talking about it i'm just gonna keep so talking good. about it forever so it's good so good so good <laughs> so and this one man and we were just talking about morels last night i i can because we're in the pacific northwest people are trying to give me morels all the time 
Oh man, I wish it was. I wish I'd have came up there. I make a uh, I make a green bean casserole for Thanksgiving every year, and it's like I take it very seriously. Yes, he and, does. And I use I, I use morels in my in my green bean casserole. Ooh, uh, that sounds. Good. But I pay way too much money for them. <laughs> they are you, so expensive. Do you use fresh or dried? Fresh, fresh. Yeah, just... I, I normally it's a combination of uh, shiitake and then morels, and then normally I will do for like the most part, and then. Um, whatever kind of interesting mushroom that I can normally get fresh, but I do all fresh. Um, uh, if I get hit up in the next, uh, you said you do it for Christmas? Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. If I get hit up in the next month by anybody, I'll uh, make sure and see what I can get. I will happily trade you all day and make it worth yeah, your while. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds good. Hand slices and fries, fucking 10 pounds of shallots. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. We oh, yeah. we made it last year. It was it's fucking delicious. It's so good. It's we so took good. it we took it to the wrong venue though. We took it to her cousin's house, and they're like definitely not like foodies. So they just ate the classic green bean with the pre French fried onions and you know canned green beans. There's so, a I mean there's a time and place for all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 hey man, we've done the boxed Thanksgiving on more than one occasion. Same way. That's what I. That's what I grew up on. That's what I grew yeah. up on. Dana and I have intentionally like gone out of our way and gone to the grocery store and got the stovetop, the the jarred gravy. Like I love it. Yeah, you know. There's I I, I I hate to say this. I this is this is a, a bit of a hot take, but I would say that's as good as any of the the really good ones. <laughs> yeah, but only if you're going all in. If you're going all in on a boxed Thanksgiving, I don't know. I think you're right. Something about it, but if you have a mix, then you're always. I'm always going to be going to the the really good stuff. Nostalgia is extremely is extremely important, extremely yeah. powerful. You know, so it's got to be whatever you grew up on, whatever your mom's thing is. Like, uh, like uh, my like growing up in Buffalo, my mom makes her own uh, makes this chicken wing recipe. And if I were to give my mom's chicken wings to most people, they would probably not like them at all. And because it's a super simple recipe, it's like this is like your mom's cooking. It's ketchup, butter, yeah. franks, and brown sugar. Those are the yeah. only ingredients in her sauce. Oh yeah, and there's nothing special about it. But it's just like a nostalgia factor, you know. So somebody's selling that as a hot sauce right now. I'm sure. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> and if they weren't, they are now. I know, right? Uh, you you heard our thing about sauce and sauce. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I Frank's. You see that so often because they don't have to add any salt either because Frank's has got so much salt in it. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> How do you feel about? That? I mean, obviously you don't you don't like it, but what, what's your take on that? If you had somebody send you something like that, would you review it? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So yeah, here's. I mean, not necessarily a hot take, but there's only one sauce that I enjoy that they've done it, and that's in uh, Defcon's wing sauce. It's um, a wing sauce, though, so it's kind it's of... a wing sauce. And so I mean, they, I mean, they would admit it. Like, it's not the cleanest label in any way, like ingredient list. You know, it's, one of the ingredients is hot sauce, but it's, I mean, it's a wing sauce. Um, but I love those sauces so much. It is yeah. the best wing sauce I've ever had. It is absolutely delicious. Yeah. But that's it's, it's not it's not a hot sauce. It's typically a yeah, wing sauce. It's typically Frank's and butter or some some something along um, those. Lines. It's hot sauce in other shit. So yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, um, as far as like hot sauce in hot sauce, I guess then and not yeah. a wing sauce. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't. You know, we've got a running theme of different things, tub makers, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. With you on here, we should ask you about that, Zach. That's your thing what? that you were talking about. So, how do you feel about reviewers reviewing people that aren't necessarily on the up and up on their in their hot sauce? Are you talking about like being legal? Yeah. Yeah. Reviewers. Oh, I to, that, I, yeah. I try to avoid that at all costs now. Um. At, at the the 
the longer I've been doing it, the longer, the more I realize how important that is to be, to be doing that. The only times that I will, you'll ever basically now, and unless it's unintentional, you'll see me review a sauce that's not FDA approved and not super legit is if it's from like a friend of mine that made the sauce and I know exactly who made it, where it came from. And, and I will full, and I'll be very outright, you know, like, you know, like, uh, like my buddy, uh, Jake Cole, I talk about all the time on my, on my channel and he makes like a, like a mustard in his kitchen, you know, but I know that he is, he knows what he's doing. He's not doing anything gnarly. And he's Jake likes to reach out to me and ask questions a lot. So <laughs> Jake's that's an awesome good. Guy. Yeah, that's really, he's good. an awesome guy, but I'll say like my, my friend Jake made this in his kitchen. It's not for sale kind of thing. And I'm just doing this because I'm genuinely interested in the product, but you can't purchase it. But as far as like doing a, a video on a hot sauce when you're not FDA approved and you're just like, making random crap in your kitchen oh yeah um, and sending shit across state lines yeah no i will never intentionally do that any longer because yeah. i think it's really important to the industry for people to uh do their homework to become fully legal there's too many companies that spend too much money doing it the right way for people to be doing it the wrong way and be doing stuff illegal and potentially hurting people so i'm not i'm not gonna do it you see a lot of that on the uh, the facebook group yeah people. i don't not think, as much uh, anymore it's it's going to be like um, unintentional ignorance and um, or like just not knowing how important it is, because I was the same way when I was when I started my channel. Like I didn't understand. And the farther, the longer I've been I've been doing this, I've, I've realized how important it is. And I've been just adapting and kind of controlling that much more closely nowadays. Have you ever gotten sick from a hot sauce? No, but I had some sauces that I didn't eat because um, I didn't like the way that it looked. I have. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Twice. Um, I've yeah. now I've never I've never gotten sick, but I think twice now I opened a bottle on camera and I I I cut the video because and didn't include it because it was like fermenting in the bottle and it was bubbling twice. Oh yeah, no. And no, no bueno. No. Not doing that. You got sick and from I'll, hot sauce? I'll reach and that, that point I'll reach out to the company and I'll tell them what happened. Yeah, and that's then, good. Um, and then what what happens in those in that at that point is um, I stop the video and I don't upload that video. And then I contact the sauce maker. And I let them know what's going on. And then I will revisit it at a later date at that point. Because, That's really good. Because I don't really, I don't really trust their entire process at that point until I hear back um, about what's going on. You know, yeah. like I want to hear the whole story. Because I mean, it could be unintentional. There could be a co-packer involved. There could be who knows what's going on. You don't, you yeah. never know what's going on. So I'm not going to fault anybody until I, I, I learn. That's a great, a great way to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, is there any questions you have for me and Zach? Yeah, there's one. Um, and this is an important one. All right. So there's a whole bunch of people that eat a bunch of hot sauce on the on the internet, like me, and a bunch a bunch of people like me. And you guys being the hot sauce makers, there's gotta be something that we screw up constantly, or I screw up specifically if I screw it up. Um, and don't do something in our videos or say something all the time that's just wrong or whatever. Like I wanna know like all your hot takes against me and anybody who reviews stuff so that we can fix our process oh i mean oh. not you specifically but like we just mentioned i'm personally kind of tired of people with a semi-decent following on whether it be youtube tiktok not doing their homework and continuing to review sauces from illegal people Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they'll throw up like a link or, uh, you know, tag them and say, hey, this is where you can get the sauce. And it's just it makes me fucking crazy. I, I try not to let it bother me because, you know, I wasn't always legal myself. But the second someone reached out to me and said, hey, you're not doing this right. I fucking shut my company down and got legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 
You just you don't want to be that guy that got somebody sick. Uh, you have that kind of conscience. There's a lot of people that don't though. They just don't care. Yeah, they, I don't. I don't, I, I couldn't live with myself if I did something like that. It's scary, you know. So I mean, I'll let you guys make the sauce. Well, I think that is it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Brian. We'd love to have you back another time. Yeah, it was my absolute pleasure. I will talk about hot sauce all day, every day. So, and like I said, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the of the uh, podcast. So I will happily. Sounds great. All right, have a good one. I forgot to ask what the hottest thing you've I mean, but you've eaten so many hot things. There's probably no way to quantify that. Like the uh, the, the Vegas situation, those atomic wings or whatever. That's not the hottest thing I've ever had. That was just me being an idiot. Um, oh. So uh, <laughs> is that the um, same thing? <laughs> well, yeah. So there was a, they're out of business. It's called wing King in Las Vegas. And he had like a wing challenge. I went there to do like just a taste test, like one video. And all of a sudden like restaurants standing up to watch me do this thing. So I'm like, all right, I got to do this challenge. And he says that uh, his wings are 9 million Scoville with no extracts in them. And so I'm like, oh, of course they are. And uh, which is not physically possible. Yeah. And then the second I tasted one, it's like the most bitter thing in the world. So I think what he just used is, is like, it's a standard wing sauce with just like a huge dollop of plutonium number nine in it. And I did it on an empty stomach because I thought like I could do it on an empty stomach. I can, you know, get all these wings down and then I'll eat dinner. This is right at the beginning of my channel. And I had never cramped hard before. And after I eat them, I, I kind of felt like I had the flu and um, I cramped for 36 hours. Oh, and I, uh, I was, it was so hot. I was sweating spice. I've never sweated it before. And so my, my sweat was spicy. And so I would, I would, I was dying in a, in a Las Vegas hotel room. And every time the cramps would hit, I would just be like, I, it would like the kind of cramps that take you out of your chair, where you fall to the ground. And I'd be like in a pile of sweat on the ground dying. And then that spice would be sweaty. And then it would leave me alone for 15 minutes and then back on. And then that was the next 36 hours of my life. So oh my hottest, goodness, the hottest thing Brian's ever put in his mouth is a uh, tincture from Inferno Farms. Yeah, lime, lime lament. lament. It's it's made with uh, 16 million cap crystals. Oh, it's basically just it's just a tincture made of cap crystals and then uh, lime extract in there for a little bit of flavor. Was that and, a recent video? No, it's maybe two or three years old. Maybe it just um, popped up. I think I saw it and I I didn't end up clicking on that one for some reason. I've watched a but, lot of. But uh, one one drop was panic mode. I I did it off camera the first time just to see what I was getting myself into, and I was like, I'll just do a drop and see how hot it is. And I was like running around I was like walking around my office like what can I be drinking right now like this is insane <laughs> it was unbelievable how hot this shit was like, <laughs> how long did but, it like but I don't know what his process is but um all of his tinctures evaporate immediately like, that's good that thing turned now it's just sitting there it's just it's just a pile of cap crystals in the bottom and after like a month oh know? wow like, oh, I, you meant, I thought you meant the heat evaporated immediately. No. Oh, no. All right. Well, I think that's it. I'm going to go uh, hang out with my son for an hour and draw some pictures. I got a lot of work to do. So thanks, guys. There you go. All Thank right. you. Have later, a good one. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces, High Desert Sauce Co., and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This is a Spike Mine Media Production.